Welcome to Josie's Bar Podcast. We're a bar in Hell's Kitchen. We talk about issues of Daredevil and issues of the day sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, do we? So, I, don't so, I don't know if you edit it out or not. So. Well, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> and when I say issues of the day, I don't mean anything serious. I mean, like, uh, what we had for dinner. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the important stuff. Yeah, anyway, I'm Claire, and uh, that's my, my fellow uh, bartender, Vix. Hey, Vix. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. Hey, dear, it's very quiet in the bar tonight. It is a little bit, but I'm just... It's just the two of us. That's midweek, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. None of the, the regulars are sitting on their stools. They're all they're all laying empty at the bar. <laughs> just us two. Uh, so this episode... We're meeting a very special new friend. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> we are covering Daredevil issue 42, <clears throat> uh, which is known as Nobody Laughs at the Jester. Yes. Uh, released June the 1st, 1968. They, they do, though. <laughs> they really do. Uh, a new villain comes out to play, and this one considers himself quite the jokester. <laughs> Meet Jester, a maniacal thief filled to the brim with gimmicks and gadgets. Matt uses his twin brother, alter ego, Mike Murdoch, to take down his most twisted foe yet. <sighs> you know his dead brother? Yeah. Thought he'd seen the last of him, didn't you, Vince? Oh, nope. no. Uh, well, uh, technically we kind of have. Mm, sort I of. But, well, yeah. I told you, <laughs> this is Mark, Mark Murdoch. Mark Murdoch. Uh, so, this was written by Smiling Stanley and Jean Dean Colon, embellished by Dan Atkins. Is that the first time we've had Dan Atkins? It doesn't sound familiar. I don't know. Mm. Lettered by Sammy Rosen. <laughs> hey! Sammy, Sammy, Sammy! But before we get into this issue, we are a bar, and therefore we have drinks. Now, Vix, if you were to put £100... Steady on. ...on what I am drinking at the bar tonight, what would you say? Some sort of cherry cola beverage. Well, I mean, I am drinking Pepsi Max Cherry, maximum taste, no sugar, so... There you go. You would be correct. You would get £100 if if, if I were a betting woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Um, well, as it's after 6pm and, <laughs> and I'm old, uh, I have a peppermint tea. Nice. And it's a school night for you. And it's a school night. I do have, on on the side, I do have some fizzy water with some slices of orange in. Nice. Mm. But I'll have to stop drinking that soon because otherwise I'll be up all night weeing. Yeah, you will. Sharing is caring, That's listeners. <laughs> We share because we care. <laughs> so, in this issue, uh, we get a first look at the jester on the cover. Uh, what are your thoughts <laughs> on this first look? I hate him already. Because like... last, let's remind the listeners, last week I mentioned about the jester and you said that you already hated the jester <laughs> I... because you were anticipating a terrible costume. I just, yeah, I, I, I... I got this up on Marvel Unlimited. I looked at the cover and I was like, I, I already hate him. Like, I don't, I don't care what he's got to say, like, or what he's gonna do. I already, I already hate him. <laughs> what well, I mean, the cover, we don't get that good a look at him. It's enough. But the very, the very first page, <laughs> I put so many layers. <laughs> I just, he's got like this, 
like knockoff Batman kind of mask. And then he's well, that's the least of his trouble. That really, I, think. I don't because un- what is he wearing? I don't understand the-, the whole like. He's got like the green hood bit from his uh, like kimono. <laughs> he looks like, yeah, he looks like he's wearing green Peter Pan tights and shoes. Like booties. And then like a green kimono over the top, like a short kimono. And then like a a kind of a kind of purple shawl hood thing with a little pom-pom at the end of the hood and little pom-poms hanging from the shawl. And then there's an orange bit on top of that. It's like a shawl. I don't know. I see I was I was confused by that because you see it later on, and I think it's is it Matt's like cravat or something, or yeah. someone's coat. So I was like, is it supposed to be knitted? Is it supposed to be like some sort of chainmail? But it's the same colour as his gloves. He's got orange gloves. Yeah. And then he's got this like black blue Batman mask under all these hoods. Like his hood. The purple and the green <laughs> kind of look like Green Goblin, but then this orange and blue as well. He's and just, he's a mess. He's, a, he's an absolute mess. Is he a hot mess? No, no, he's, he's, really, he's really not. He's really not. Uh, and he's robbed a bank using sleep pellets and a yo-yo. <laughs> And he doesn't seem that bothered about this money because he's kind of throwing it all over the place as he is escaping. I d- yeah. I, I really I don't like him. <laughs> uh, you don't like him even though he's a man that follows the law because he basically says, if I, if I cross the road now while the light is red, that would be a misdemeanor. Well, no, because then he knocks the poor guy in the car out with his yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, oh, I will not um, break the law in this way, but I'll go and steal a car. Um, also, we get some weird backgrounds in this issue. Like when he's looking up at the traffic light, the background looks like TV static. Yeah, it's it's. We get that a few times in this issue. Yeah, I was um, I did get a little bit confuzzled at points with. I might, it might be Dan Atkins' um, influence as the. Uh, you know, if he was inking, then maybe it's because we haven't seen it before. No, that's true. Uh, what do you think about this guy? So Jester wants to steal this car, and he offers this this poor guy who's just driving home. He offers him a yo-yo, and this guy says, "Sorry, pal, my kids are up to their sideburns in yo-yos." Yeah, he's like so many, so many parenting questions. To be honest with you, if someone who looks like because it's not just like the Jester is in this like ridiculous outfit, his his face is creepy. Like his whole oh. face is creepy, and yeah. it's like if some dude dressed like that with a face like that stuck his face into my like car car window and said hey mate do you want a yo-yo i would <laughs> probably just drive off right like red light or no i'd be like Mm-mm, no ma'am no ma'am stranger danger, <laughs> stranger danger. <laughs> like it's like to the extreme i would yeah I'm... this page after he's stolen the car and he's driving away I'm really creeped out by this because he's got giant kind of... He's got the most derpy expression. Why Like why? Why are his teeth and his face like that? I don't know. His, his teeth are like really big and like sticking out. And his eyes kind of look like he's sort of drugged. Like he looks like... I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's... Like. He looks... I think it, he, they basically like made him just look as chaotic 
as possible because I guess because he's like he's 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 not right. <laughs> is he? yeah. He's really not right. But this doesn't. I don't feel like this matches up to who he is in his flashback. No, because in his flashback, he's not this kind of. I mean, he becomes like a, a you know like a stew. Mm. But he seems like he's actually a, a smartish guy. He just can't act. Yeah, you know. But in this, he's kind of like, you know, like, it seems like they're drawing him really dumb. Mm. But they haven't kind of, I don't know, they haven't sort of made, I don't know, it's very strange. And they keep drawing him like this as well. I know. And it's like, yeah, he's he's not right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. So um, he drives off to his house, his jester house. And it is a proper jester house because it has a little tower with like a stone pom pom on the roof. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like it's like a tower with a pom pom on top. I just, I don't. I he just he disturbs it. There's something deeply, deeply disturbing about this man. <laughs> He is, yeah, he is, yeah, no, I, I yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get into more of it later, because, yeah. So, meanwhile, we go back to Nelson Murdoch, where we find uh, Matt really, really being um, convincing in mourning the death of his <laughs> brother. Oh, no, we don't. He don't give a shit. <laughs> oh... So, remember, his twin brother died. His twin brother just died, yeah. Like, what, the day before? I don't know. And, of course, he knows that he didn't die because he never existed. But Foggy, Karen and Deb think that who died. And they're all really unimpressed. And Karen's kind of staring at him in disbelief. Like, (laughs) I can't believe what an arsehole he is. Just put down your Braille law book for one minute, Matt. Yeah. Oh, just... And he's like... And Matt's like, sorry, Foggy, it's too late for tears. We still have work to do. And excuse me, excuse me, but, like, when have... When do you ever do any actual law work, Matt? The first time Matthew Murdoch has ever cared about work. Like, seriously. after his twin brother died. Maybe he's like, oh, yeah, this will make them think that I'm throwing myself into my work because I'm so torn up over the death of my twin brother, but it's it's not convincing I, that. I love how like Foggy Foggy and uh, and Karen are just kinda of sat there going like I can't believe this guy. Like <laughs> and, and Debbie's like sat in between the two of them going, What the hell am I getting into with this? <laughs> like, she what, doesn't really know much. What is well. going on here? Yeah. <laughs> like she looks then, she's had a little haircut, I think. Yeah, her hair looks really cute in this. I don't know if it's tied up, but I really like her hair like this. And she just... They've definitely, like, it's funny how they've done the turnaround on her mm. since she came into it, because she was this real femme fatale, like we were saying. She was like she a, was like... Like a, a Betty Page, you know, mm. type thing. And and now she's got, like, this cute little haircut, and she's a bit more demure. Yeah, well, she's about, you know, she's a, she's about to, you know, get married to the, uh, the, the next DA, Mm-hmm. We think. DA Foggy. Mm. Well, we yeah, she thinks as well. So Karen says that Matt is cold-blooded because <laughs> he's not mourning the death of his brother. Which is kind of fair enough. And Matt's just like, 
Oh, you don't think I care about Mike? He was closer to me than any of you. Well, how come we never saw you in the same place? Bro? Yeah. And then he's like, ah, oh, screw this, I'm going home. It's yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's not, not good here. No. You know? um, Karen sheds a little tear thinking about Daredevil <laughs> who swings over her head in tiny ghost form, I guess. <laughs> He looks like a little tiny ghost. <laughs> oh. yeah. So Karen's Karen's obviously upset because Mike has has died supposedly, even though she's realised that she loves it's Matt that she loves, and she's probably like, why did I decide I love Matt when, when he's this, he's this, cold like blood? hideous, heartless bastard? He's <laughs> this heartless monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And then Foggy ruminates on how Mike died, and we see he's in the fight um, with the exterminator, and the ray goes off and he disappears. Mm. I love the the drawing of like Foggy's eye watching the explosion. Yeah. And you've got like it's you know like showing he was there, and it's just like this real close up of Foggy's eye with the explosion going on in it. I really like that. I lo- it might be my panel of the week, I'm not sure yet. I, lo- I love how, like, Foggy's kind of like, hmm, this is a bit suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, hmm. So we go back to Jester's mansion, who is doing a little dance in his house, which has a giant, insane painting of himself. Like, it's... Is it a painting? I'm assuming it's some sort of, of painting, because I doubt it's a TV screen. Oh, I'm it's gonna... so... It's like the size of the... Like, it's so big. Bearing in mind, like, he lives in this, like, weird castle. He's, like, this whole, like... It's huge, this thing. <laughs> and it's... And he looks deranged. He lo- like, like, absolutely. Like, he's... Yeah. Like, this is terrifying. Like, he... This, this, like, I don't like looking at it. I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, Ooh. it's gonna haunt. It's, it's gonna haunt my dreams for like the next <laughs> for the next couple of days. Absolutely. Mm, yeah, it's it's very. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Uh, so he runs down to his basement, which is filled with toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really creepy. Yeah. His modified toys. He's leaving a little trail of money behind him as well. <laughs> is he actually? I'm surprised he's got any left. I know. He's just been, like, letting this man... It's only a little tiny, like, handbag he's holding. Mm. So he says, you know, the public deserves the fate it has in store at the hands of the jester. Uh, and then he, he's, like, talks about... <laughs> talks about his past, and then he gets out his super-secret scrapbook. <laughs> which says scrapbook on <laughs> Actually, he has multiple scrapbooks, because he says at one point he has more than one. He's got so many scrapbooks about himself. Just, yeah. So, he was an actor called Jonathan Powers. He played Serrano de Bergerac. And he was terrible, apparently. And the whole audience jeers and boos at him. So, this is basically the same uh, origin story as the Matador. Yeah. You know, he wanted applause. Everyone booed at him. And he was like, I'll get my revenge on the world. Um, so the director, I think it is, he uh, basically says, you know, I must have been nuts to give you that role. And I was like, yeah, but didn't he audition? Like, didn't you see how terrible he was? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't just go, hey, 
Yeah, you can be the lead. Yeah, you can. I like when he says, turn in your false nose and get lost. <laughs> <Like> that <laughs> costs money. <laughs> After he's like sweated and snotted in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so after um, so after that instead of taking acting lessons he decides to take sword fighting lessons and what else does he study acrobatics and all this kind of thing but he doesn't study acting because he thinks he's the greatest actor of all time already yeah so, okay. I just, uh, every panel I hated him a little bit more. <laughs> and then he gets cast as like the stooge, the common stooge, the straight man for a lowbrow comic, who this lowbrow comic looks a lot like Foggy, which is weird. I know. Because he's wearing a green jacket and like a little bow tie. Yeah. Um, and he's in the background, Jonathan Powers pulling like this kind of face again. Uh, and basically his job is just to stand there and have a pie thrown in his face. Like that. that over and over that's, and over. That's again. it. That's the job. Basically. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Doesn't look like he has to do anything else apart from that. And everyone just laughs at him. And then, and then fat gets... shame the comedian. Oh yeah. So they think it's hilarious, but they're like, ha ha. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for making us laugh, fat guy. It's like... Get him again, Tubby. Yeah. It's like, ugh. So finally, Jonathan Powers has enough, and he smacks the hell out of this comedian. <laughs> like, properly. And he quits, and he says, right, I'm going to provide laughter for the public in a manner that will make me the greatest star of all. So obviously I'm going to be a criminal jester. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously. That's the obvious leap there, isn't it? Yes, that's the only leap you can do. <laughs> so, meanwhile... We go and meet a new little friend, Richard Rayleigh, um, who is running for mayor of New York City. I mean, I hear there is a vacancy right now, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that really places when we record this. But I love this, like, I was like, oh, he's got grey hair at the temples, villain. Mm, he's a bad guy. But he's, a, he's, a, he's uh, actually pretty hot, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, well, okay. Uh, so I have a little note that says, if the name Richard Rayleigh Ra- Raleigh looks familiar to you, he's the crooked political candidate you read about in the 35 cent Spider-Man Spectacular, now on sale. It's easier than dreaming up a brand new character in every mag. <laughs> he's honest. Yeah, true. Um, so Rayleigh basically says, I when I'm mayor, I need a district attorney that I can control. And obviously that person is not Foggy Nelson because he is pure as the driven snow. He's a pure, sweet little cinnamon roll. He is. Um, so I need a way of stopping him running for DA. So he's like, right, this guy, the jester. Uh, I'm gonna perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I'm going to get hold of him and he's going to do my work for me. Brilliant. Bish bash bosh. So he goes on TV to make a speech and... He does this speech where he basically just says, I shall not rest until the jester is behind bars. And the jester is like, right, <laughs> I'm going to sort you out, yeah, the, the, the handsome man. The jester's like, I think my bitch. <laughs> uh, and he runs off to go and find <laughs> Richard Ryan <laughs> in this stolen 
car. Which is purple, by the way. I feel like there's a real Joker-mobile thing going on. Oh, I, yeah, I do. I mean, he's not too Jokerish, the Jester. He's, you know, because he's got this whole toy thing. I feel like he's... Well, that's the thing. He's, like, he's his own fan. The whole thing about the Joker, though, is... I know, sorry, wrong franchise, but... Um, is that he is a true anarchist. Mm-hmm. Whereas, it's like, the Jester's just this kind of, like... <laughs> <laughs> that what a yo yo. So the jester breaks into Richard Raleigh's headquarters to wait for him, but he's already there with a gun, with a pistol, and he's like, "Ha ha! I have an offer for you." And uh, jester is so creepy on this window. Oh, it's like, just it, that's a. Can you imagine waking up in the night oh, and crouched on your windowsill? Oh. I'd, I would vacate through the nearest um, exit because yeah, me too. just like some sort of squatting gremlin <laughs> oh. wearing pom-poms oh. pom-poms the scariest of haberdashery <laughs> items <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking at you Pennywise <laughs> Uh, so we get this close up of Richard Rayleigh holding this gun with an evil face but yeah he's quite he handsome he's pretty hot yeah in a kind of I don't know like all American way all American dad way yeah you know a bit of I'm trying to think who he reminds me of in a kind of I don't know I don't know who he looks like in a kind of Stephen Colbert way <laughs> just less nerdy yeah um, so uh, the so Richard Riley hires the jester for uh, ten thousand dollars, I believe it is, <gasps> and he's like, right, all you got to do is stop uh, Foggy Nelson running for DA. Yeah, don't. And jester's like, yep, yeah, fine. Don't really care how you do it. Just get it done. No worries. Done. Off you pop. Uh, <laughs> off you go then. So off he goes. Meanwhile. <laughs> Foggy and Deborah and Karen and Matt go for a walk in the park. Actually, Matt is wearing a yellow Dick Tracy trench coat and a blue turtleneck underneath. <laughs> and Karen is also wearing a turtleneck. They are now turtleneck twins. <laughs> Brad would approve. They're sharing each other's wardrobe already. Yes, I'm going to send a picture of this to Brad because Brad would approve that they are <laughs> matching their turtleneck clothes already. Matchy, matchy. Matchy matchy. So Karen, who just a few pages ago said to Matt, "You're I can't believe you're so cold-hearted. You don't even care that Mike died. Oh, I'm gonna have a crybabe." She's like, "Oh, it's Matt. It's wonderful to be out with you this way with no cares, no problems." Oh, no, I was I like, was wow. like, "Whoa, hang on a minute. You got over that quick." <laughs> oh yeah, she's so fickle. Very fickle, mm. Karen. Yeah, so they are hanging around in the park and the jester drives by and he's like, oh, sweet, there's Nelson and there's only two girls and a blind man to worry about. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> he's like, whoop, yeah, no problem. Uh, so he kind of creeps up. I think he like swings through the trees or something. And he's basically like, yeah, I'm going to screw over Rayleigh when I've done this. I'm going to ask for ten times the amount. Which I was like, I don't. I, I don't, don't know. think I don't that's. Know. I don't think that's quite how it works. But okay, we'll go with it. And then he jumps out of the branch of the tree, 
to catch Foggy, and Karen and Matt are in a game of mu- musical statues? Like, what are they doing? I don't, I don't know. Matt bit... looks like he's midway through doing the thriller dance. <laughs> you know the bit where you do the hands? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it, even though I know my listeners can't see it, but trust. <laughs> you do your hands, you put your head either side. He looks like he's midway through doing that. And I don't know what Karen oh, yeah. looks like. She looks like she's just done, like thrown a bowling ball yeah it's i don't I, i'd love to know what they were up to before the jester kind of like yeah swung in is, because it's, it's i don't like it's maybe that were they paying charades i don't know it's really <laughs> weird like the pose are really weird and matt has one little kind of little twig leg <laughs> one of his legs is normal and one is like a little twig <sighs> and he looks like he's got like like a big hunchback it's a very it's, it's a really strange panel there's, yeah some really odd um i'm gonna put this in the facebook group as well yeah i don't quite know what's going on so the jester tries to kidnap uh, foggy and foggy <laughs> says look you crummy costumed clown foggy nelson can fight his own battles yeah. and i was like yeah oh, foggy yeah yeah oh foggy team foggy oh, we love you but the jester knocks him out with a yo-yo. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then he grabs Matt's cane and tries to kidnap him and use him as a hostage. And they're like, no, no, don't. And Karen's like, Foggy, promise him anything. Don't let Matt be harmed. <laughs> Foggy's like on the floor going, uh, I've just been <laughs> smacked in the face by a yo like, She's like, you know what? You lot are... No, I'm out. It's not worth the drama. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, Matt is freaking out because the jester's got his cane and he's scared that the jester's going to learn its secret. And I was like, oh, cane watch. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a cane watch coming out, don't you? Worry? Oh, Classic cane oh, watch. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, so he's like, oh, I need to pretend to be dead. And he's like, no, I can't because I killed off my twin brother. <laughs> oh. I can't be dead because dead was dead. Oh. <laughs> So he goes, right, and Matt, as normal, just thinks up something on the fly. Hadn't thought of a plan for this situation, which was obviously going to happen. So he's like, um, Daredevil's going to come. And they're like, no, no he's, not. he's dead. dead. And he's like, uh, no, he, uh, he trained an apprentice. <laughs> he has an apprentice scheme going on. It's like in, in my notebook, I've just gone, Matt, why are you like this? Why are you like this? Oh, oh, by the way, that, that reminds me of something in that I was looking at um, issues we, <laughs> we are going to cover in the far, far future. And um, as in issues that came out kind of, you know, like pretty much like the last couple of years. And there was an issue recently <laughs> that I was like, I can't wait for us to cover this in like 12 years because the issue is just called are you okay? <laughs> you, you okay, hon? <laughs> Matt, Matt, are you okay? It's, it's my, I thought you would approve of it. Like, basically, when we get to that issue, when I'm like 80, it's, it's, it's yeah. what's going to finally push me to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> my soul's just going to leave my body because I'm, I'm, fed, I'm so sick of Matt and his bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> Oh, I'm so amused by these early issues, though. Like, you're just like, Matt. Like, <laughs> so this is his plan. Daredevil trained an apprentice. And Foggy's like, what? <laughs> He's pulling, like, a puzzled face. It's great. 
Um, and then he's like, yeah, yeah. And by the way, he's going to show up any time now. It's like, what? Is he? How? How? How do you know this? So Jester kidnaps Matt. I don't know what Debbie's doing. She looks like she's trying to run after the car. She's she's just she's just at this point she's just kind of like I I I maybe she's running in the other direction. Yeah, she's just kind of like I <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Like I need to just leave <laughs> as, as fast as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, just... it's insanity. Uh, so Jester throws uh, Matt into a, a little room, and Matt's like, "Oh, it's a good job." <laughs> That I hid my spare costume in my inner coat pocket. How big is his coat pocket? It's a pocket dimension. (laughs) Did he maybe use the um, exterminator's, like, ray gun technology and he's just like, his suit is in slightly out of sync. (laughs) He keeps the flurkin in his (laughs) coat pocket and then he puts the suit in the coat pocket and the flurkin gobbles it up. And then spits it out when Matt needs it. Or is the inside pocket of his jacket like Mary Poppins' bag? Yeah, it's TARDIS tech. Yeah. Because Mary Poppins is a Time Lord. <laughs> Obviously. A time Lady. I mean, this is just back. Yeah. Um, yeah, because how, how... I mean, that would explain why when he was doing that weird pose a few pages ago, his coat looked like the biggest coat ever. Because it's got an entire denim suit in the pocket. <laughs> Because yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I've got it in my coat pocket. Phew, that's great. Unless, and he pulls out this glove, and already this glove, this one glove, is bigger than his pocket. Although, what if, what if the suit is made of material? You know, you get those <laughs> Packamax. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fold down like really, really small. Maybe it's yeah. like that. That's oh, a Packamax. Yeah. Well, it's a it's does. it's a pack of mat. Love it. Um, I mean, in a minute, he does talk about his cushion-soled little booties. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's such, is my favourite line in this issue. He's such a loser. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I love so much. Uh, we also have to talk about the insanity. So this is it. We haven't had this for a while. This is Kane Watch. Kane Watch. (laughs) Matt is like, I can't, this is kind of an infamous moment as well. Matt is like, I can't hide Matt clothes somewhere. So the best thing I can do is use this little vial of acid that I carry around with me. To dissolve my clothes. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> what did you think of this moment, Oh no, listeners, I think I think we've killed this. Why is he like this? How else are you gonna get rid of your civilian clothes except like, oh my just in case, you know, you've got to be prepared. So you always carry around your spare Daredevil costume and a vial of acid. <laughs> That's not going to turn out bad when you're in a, constantly being thrown around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't. So, <sighs> yeah. 
so <sighs> then he's like, right, I've melted my clothes. <laughs> Great. Genius. I'm a genius. <laughs> Uh, and then the jester approaches and Matt kicks the door and runs away <laughs> and they have a fight in a big pile of toys. I love how, but I love how like the jester's like Daredevil, but how? And it's like, oh my god, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where we get the usual thing of you haven't worked it oh, out. Yeah. Hey, it's me, Daredevil. I just turned up and let. I, I released Matt Murdock and he's safe. Like, but so don't you worry about it. <laughs> How? Like for supervillains, they're not very smart. No. Do you know what the plunderer and the exterminator would have figured that out? <laughs> plunderer definitely would. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> he's, a, he's a genius. So Matt hears the sword, and it's around <laughs> here that he says about his, <laughs> his cushion-soled little booties. <laughs> My favourite line in this issue. That's not my my favourite line's coming up. Oh, is it? Ooh. My favourite line with my favourite panel that I just <laughs> I'd like if you already thought I'd lost my shit <laughs> over the over the acid. Oh mate. The acid is oh, it's so insane <sighs> and I I love it so 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 much. <sighs> oh, okay. So they have a big fight. Um Amongst all these toys, Daredevil's weirded out that there's so many toys everywhere. Yeah, um, quite right too. Now I can't, I can't. I think it was Connor previously that said he was really pissed off that like the person that like almost took down Daredevil was the Matador. But I mean, the Jester almost does as well, and he's equally crap. So, yes, but he does have he does have <laughs> acrobatic training. He does have acrobatic training so... and a yo-yo. Whereas I can I can understand them being pissed off at the Matador because the Matador was such a shit villain. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can understand the Connor Jester because he's like, ah, oh, behold my acrobatic surface skills. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't I don't like the fact that there are so many toys in this Jester's room. Right? Yeah, there's something I think I think maybe we should get social services involved. Mm-hmm. There's something not right going on. Something not right. He punches Matt at one point with a jack-in-the-box. A jack-in-the-box of himself? Yeah, of himself, yeah. Oh, he's Very so strange. creepy. And then he runs off, he's beaten Matt, and then he runs off. He's like, hee-hee-hee-hee, <laughs> bye. See you later. Um, so Matt is like, right, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to follow him. Uh, so he runs, follows him, and you can see Jester getting in the car through the window. <laughs> what are you doing, Jester? <laughs> Why else would he be leaning in the car through the window? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, this is where Matt lands on the roof of the car, and he says, "Oh, he's not apt to hear me land on my cushion-soled little <laughs> my booties." My cushion-soled little booties. <laughs> I love his cushion-soled little booties. Oh, so now Matt is creeping around. Richard Raleigh's Sanctum Sanctorum. Not the Sanctum Sanctorum we want to be in, obviously. obviously. And this is another one of my (laughs) panels of the week. Because the jester (laughs) is knocking on Richard Raleigh's door while playing ping pong with himself. (laughs) And I don't mean that as a euphemism. He's got one of those little, like, ping pong bats where the ball is attached with a string and he's just knocking on the door and he's like, 
whack, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> what are you doing? Someone help him. <laughs> <laughs> so the jester breaks in. <sighs> Matt, like, kind of hits him in the back. Uh, and they look down and they see Richard Raleigh is dead on the floor. And there's a little note from Salesman Stan. How it happened has nothing to do with our present yarn, Pilgrim. But if you just have to know, it's all spelled out in the spectacular Spider-Man number one, now on sale. Now, Vix, are you wondering what happened in that issue? Obviously. All right, well, I'm going to tell you. Because the hot guy's dead. Because I have. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I have a synopsis right Ooh, here. Oh, okay. Um, so apparently also they, I read something as well, I haven't got all the details here, but they kind of go back on him being dead, but even though you see him, so in Spider-Man I think he comes back later right? Um, as a villain, even though you see him dead here and he's dead, so it seems a bit strange. Mm. So uh, Spectacular Spider-Man number one was called Lo, This Monster, Ooh. and the synopsis is as follows. It's a bit long, but I'm going to read the whole thing and take you on a bit of a journey, okay? <laughs> Strap in. Okay. <laughs> Strap in, listeners. Spider-Man is in the neighbourhood as a man-monster destroys a political billboard for the mayoral candidate, Richard Raleigh. Two workers installing the billboard are almost killed by the rampage, but Spidey is able to rescue them and then battle the terrorising titan until he is defeated and left, and left in order to rescue the workers again, from falling off the ledge of a building where spy oh god the punctuation is terrible in this where spider-man had placed them out of the monster's path of destruction oh. when the web crawler returns to mop up his opponent he discovers he is now gone spider-man reverts back to his civilian identity of peter parker and discovers the whole city has become raleigh rooters and that the candidate seems to have some unbelievable hold on the masses. His pals, Harry and Mary Jane, are among his most boisterous followers, only outdone by his boss, J. Jonah Jameson, who has put his newspaper, The Daily Bugle, fully behind Rayleigh's candidacy. As New York watches Rayleigh on television cry for union against the city's underworld, who are obviously trying to intimidate him from running for mayor, he puts on a show that makes him seem like a common man who has the city's interest at heart. However, after the cameras stop rolling, he shows his true colours as a power-hungry egomaniac <gasps> silver fox <sighs> who has his own interests at heart. Atop of his interest is to destroy Spider-Man and former police captain George Stacy, who he has learned is looking into his background. It is revealed that Raleigh is behind the cyborg man-monster and his creator Dr Thraxton. As Peter picks up Gwen for a date and drives away, they witness the man-monster attack the home of Captain Stacy. <gasps> Peter sends Gwen for help and then changes into Spider-Man in an attempt to save Mr. Stacy. The fight is carried on to Raleigh's house, which Spidey figures must be behind the who, who Spidey figures out must be behind the creature. He brings the fight into the Raleigh house, where Raleigh uses the pain control apparatus he uses to keep the man-monster compliant to his will. A little too much and he damages it beyond repair the creature then turns on raleigh and dr thraxton killing them both mm. spidey finishes the fight with a vicious vicious side hand smash to the creature's neck apparently killing the creature spidey leaves as he hears approaching sirens and is seen by jameson which he pr predicts correctly will use his paper to call him the killer of raleigh jameson states that he will make the public hate the fact that a man as great as raleigh is dead while the menace of Spider-Man is still alive and free. Ooh. So that has literally been going on right before this. Oh, okay. 
there's been a fight between a cyborg and Spider-Man in this very room. Oh, damn. I missed that. I know. I missed it. Sorry. (laughs) But at least we know what what happened now with how he died. Okay. So the Jester and Daredevil fight, and the Jester throws marbles (laughs) at Daredevil. Now, could the Jester secretly be a adult Kevin McCallum? Could be. I think he could be, right? Could be, yeah. Uh, So he throws these marbles, Daredevil falls over, and then Jester leaps out the window and runs away. And Matt watches him go and says he's gone. But he served his purpose. He made me realise so long as Matt Murdock lives, there will always be a daredevil. <laughs> End of the issue. And see. And see. So, Vix, mm-hmm. uh, now we have a very important decision to make. Who are we going to toot and who are we going to boot? I think we know who our boot I is. think we know who our boot okay. is going to be, most definitely. Yes, I'm booting the hell out of the Jester. Yeah. He's, he's, I'm booting him all the way. Like, all the way to... to toy turret. Uh, some sort of, town. like, secure mental facility. Yeah. I'm booting him all the way to a find a personal shopper to buy him a bear. Just, he, he needs locking away immediately. He's not right. He's not yes. right. Yes. Uh, but who are we going to toot? I am going to toot Foggy's Red Suit. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, look, look. usually they put him in green or blue, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's like the first time ever he's actually been in a different colour, and yeah. it looks really good on him. Yeah, no, he did look good. I I wasn't sure. I was gonna. I will I will give it that that a two, and I will also two Matt and Karen in their matching <laughs> matchy matchy. <laughs> Because I I don't know I just found it kind of cute. <laughs> it was kind of and 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 a little a little nod to Debbie's new hair. Yes, Debbie's new hair looks super cute. Yeah, yeah she does look really sweet. Yeah. Um, what is going to be our panel of the week? I think I love the one of Jester knocking on the door but playing ping pong. <laughs> but mine has to be the acid because it's so dumb. I was just mine is it's mine. Right, I, go, go, go. I want to know what yours is. I don't know. I don't do. You, did you have the physical issue of this one, or did you? I don't. I'm looking at it on Marvel. So on Marvel Unlimited, <laughs> there's a panel where Matt's like in midair, just going marbles. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> where he gets Kevin McAllister. <laughs> marbles. <laughs> that is my panel of the week. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there when something happens and we just go, Marbles! <laughs> and it's like, on oh, Marvel Unlimited as well, it, it's like a, an extra long panel. <laughs> yeah, because it's him. Like, because he says something else after that, but at first it just looks like it's he just goes, Marbles! <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, after that, do you know what? After the acid, that just finished me off. <laughs> I feel like this this issue has nearly killed me. Oh God! <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so yeah, my panel is going to be the. It's like a mix. It's a mix of the ridiculousness of him having a whole spare suit in his coat pocket, <laughs> in his pocket dimension. His packer mat. Um, <laughs> 
uh, his his packer mat and um, the acid because it's just insane and I love it. Oh. Um, so it's yeah, it's a mix of those two, I think. Um, but now we have to decide a more important thing, which is what are we going to do with this issue? Now, listeners, if this is your first time in Josie's bar, I'll tell you the rules. If we think this is an excellent issue and a fine a fine comic and should be kept forever, then we will put it in the vault. If we think, eh, it's all right, you know, whatevs, we'll throw it under the bar and maybe we'll mop up some puke with it, you know, who knows. <laughs> if we think it's terrible, then we are lobbing it out of the window at Josie's bar and it's going to land in the garbage and get eaten by cats or something, I don't know. <laughs> whatever happens to the garbage, who knows. Uh, so, Vix, what do you think about this? Issue? I don't know because it's been a while since a, a Daredevil comic has made me absolutely lose my shit. <laughs> oh, but I I don't know because the Jester is just he's the wrong side of creepy. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's uh, is it fault worthy though because. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, I had a really good time reading this issue, and it did really yeah. make me laugh. From, from, <laughs> mostly stuff that Matt did. Just the, <laughs> the fact that his twin has just died, supposedly, and Matt is just like, yeah, who cares? It's too late to do. And what just else? he has the audacity to also, turn around and say, well, "There's work yeah. to be done." Oh, is there, Matt? Yeah, is there? Which is so ironic. And then still hasn't thought of a plan of what to do with this. Like, oh, he never God. thinks ahead. He just flies by the seat of his pants. That's why he's in an outfit. <laughs> um, and just the acid and... I, I think it... The spare... I feel like it pushes it to, th- to the vault. I think it needs to go in the vault. Yeah. Just... It's go- right, it's yeah. going in the vault. okay now we are ready for the next very exciting segment of our show it's a little segment that you and i vix call vix predicts Now, the next issue is a very exciting issue, and I will tell you why. Well, you'll realise why when you hear the title of it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. The next issue, issue number 43, where we will be joined by Daniel and Rick, is called In Combat with Captain America. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> yes! Get in! What do you think the first meeting between these two people is going to be like? Steve is going to smack that bitch silly. <laughs> Will Steve bring his gl- his confetti cannon, <laughs> which you are well aware oh, of from later the issues? confetti cannon. I've already put that issue in the vault. <laughs> Just on that alone. I mean, I, he does. I think he calls it like a chafe cannon. Something officially, it's a confetti it's cannon. A confetti. He. He fights Daredevil by firing confetti at him. This is canon, no pun intended. Um, that this is something that happens. 
Captain America should always bring his confetti cannon, not just to fights, but also to events, like weddings and things. Do you know, a little secret for uh, listeners is that I actually wrote the confetti garden into one of my fan fictions. Of course. Because, yeah, I just... I had to. Steve owns a confetti can. I just, yeah. So my my wish is that Cap smacks some sense into this bitch because he <laughs> needs like no one else is going to do it apparently. <laughs> so why not oh. the Star Spangled Man with a plan? Yeah, I do. I love how wacky these early issues are, and obviously I love Matt. He's my boy. Mm-hmm. But Matt, I'm all, Matt, my boy. I'm also quite looking forward to. Um, Obviously, like Matt's ass is quite spectacular, but mm-hmm. enter Steve Rogers. Come on! Oh, it's America's ass. It isn't. It's America's ass. So I'm quite excited mm. about that. Yeah. How how do you think they will kind of come up against each other? Do you think they'll be fighting? I mean, it says in combat, in combat with Captain America. Is he going to be fighting alongside so, Captain America, or will he be fighting? Captain America? I think they'll start off by fighting against each other, but then quickly realise that there is a bigger problem that they're in love and yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> careless whisper <laughs> um so yeah i reckon they'll end up like teaming up in the end mm-hmm. um to fight okay. to fight whoever um but it's like it's i'm just i'm just happy that steve's here do you think they're going to be fighting against the jester <sighs> I think because he kind of ran off at the end and was like, yeah, oh, "I'll be back." <laughs> I think that's going to be over pretty quickly if that's the case, because like he may be able to hold his own against Daredevil, but this is, this is Captain America. But Vix, he has marbles and a yo-yo. Steve has a shield. <laughs> <laughs> Does have a shield, and he's the man with the plan. He is the man with the plan. He's a tactical genius. So, yeah, okay, um, so I reckon there's. There's going to be something bigger going on that will end up. I mean, maybe they're just teams up with someone else. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. We'll see. Well, we oh, so far we've had, out of the big characters, we've had Thor, we've had Spider-Man. This is Captain America. Mm. Um, we've had Fantastic Four. Yes. Who are you most excited about, like, big Marvel characters Hawkeye. like him? <laughs> Hawkeye, yeah? Any, well, of course. Anyone else? Uh, well, Iron Man, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, you know, maybe we'll get a little glimpse of Iron Man if Cap's going to... Does he get one, you get the other? You get one. <laughs> just following him around. Super husbands. Um, True. So, who else? Black Widow, obviously. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, because you know, we all know what happens when they get together. <clears throat> yeah, they have a baby called Mapone. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, so we'll review that that series one day. Oh, uh, I, I, to be fair, I would also quite like to see Carol's epic takedown of um, of of Matt. Because <laughs> Danvers. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, but I'm well, we shall see. I'm very much looking forward to um, Steve. Yes, absolutely, always. In his little yeah. little tights and his. Speaking of which, uh, uh, without spoilers, the first episode of What If, Marvel's first animated show, came out today, and it was really good. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it. I think I'm going to save up a few episodes uh, for my mum to watch. Because mm. I think they're very short, so I think she would I think she would enjoy it, but we'll probably save up a few and then we'll watch like three at a time. No. Yeah. But if only there was an alternate Daredevil. But there's not. Um. He's not in the MCU yet. I do have some of the Daredevil What If issues, though, which are quite fun. Oh, I, I actually have something to advertise. Ooh, go ahead. Uh, I resurrected my uh, Hawkeye Tumblr. Yay! Because uh, I I am going to start I'm going to start reading uh, the Hawkeye comics from the beginning and nice. and like writing up about them. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out Agent Purple Pants <laughs> on on, <laughs> on Tumblr, um, come yell at me about the best character in the MCU. <laughs> Oh, well, the uh, Marvel Universe in, in general. Well, I don't know about that, but well, I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Impaired husbands. <laughs> the dumpster, dumpster babies. Dumpster bros. Anyway, it's time at the bar. It is. Ding, 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 ding. We'll be back in actually two weeks' time. Two, yes, two weeks' Bye. time. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.